Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here as we continue through the book of Joshua and looking at all that God has to show us and remind us in his great story, the Bible. And we are in chapter 23 of Joshua. We just had the incredible story of the altar of witness. And if you did not hear that, go back and listen to that. <clears throat> I think I'm and most guilty of of reading through that a hundred times without reading it as I did the other day in preparation for the podcast and realizing, wow, there is a lot there. And there's a lot here in chapter 23 too. So let's dive in as we try to encourage one another in being in God's word. So chapter 23, verse 1, a long time after... When the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their surrounding enemies, and Joshua was old and well advanced in years, Joshua summoned all Israel, its elders and heads, its judges and officers, and said to them, I am now old and well advanced in years, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. For it is the Lord your God who has fought for you. Behold, I have allotted to you as an inheritance for your tribes those nations that remain, along with all the nations that I've already cut off from the Jordan to the great sea in the west. The Lord your God will push them back before you and drive them out of your sight, and you shall possess their land, just as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very strong to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, turning aside from it neither to the right hand nor the left, that you may not mix with these nations remaining among you, or make mention of the names of their gods, or swear by them, or serve them, or bow down to them. But you shall cling to the Lord your God, just as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out before you great and strong nations. And as for you, no man has been able to stand before you to this day. One man of you puts to flight a thousand since it is the Lord your God who fights for you, just as he promised you. Be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. For if you turn back and cling to the remnant of these nations remaining among you, and make marriages with them, so that you will associate with them and they with you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you, but they shall be a snare and a trap for you a whip on your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from off this good ground that the Lord your God has given you. And we'll stop there. <clears throat> so a lot there leading up to and through verse 13. And this is, in Joshua, this is probably, uh, this is probably, 25, maybe 30 years since they crossed the Jordan, to give you an idea. And they were able to take over the land and move out many of the enemies. Now, they didn't eliminate all the enemies, but God did what he promised and gave them the land and gave them the ability and the strength and, the, and promised to fight with them as he did. But now we see that they haven't been diligent in driving them out. They've compromised in some ways, but not in ways that mattered 
in in the short run. And I think that's where many Christians are today. We do things in the, that, oh, well, that didn't really affect us. So if you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, and Eve's told, well, if you drink, if you eat of this fruit, surely you will not die. And so she does, and immediately she does not die. But things do change, and death does come. And so the writing is on the wall, if you will, as we get that from, of course, the book of Daniel. But we see that that as Joshua knows that he is now going to turn over the mantle of leadership and he is going to move on, he's going to perish, just as Moses did, that the big test is not is not other people. The big test is whether they, the people of Israel, will remain true worshipers of God, that they will cling to him, as he puts it, that you must cling to God, cling to the Lord, and be very careful, right, not to cling to the other gods, which the other the other gods of the other nations or even call their name and that and not to marry into their families or have their families marry into your family. Unless of course they they become believers in Yahweh if they turn and follow God if they say yes, your God is the one true and living God. And we see that in converts and we see the the whole idea of the Tashavin or the sojourner and the and the cities of refuge and such. So evangelism has always been on God's mind. The saving of other people has always been on God's mind, but he knows people. He knows how indebted they are to their own gods. And what he is up against, he is there is a real enemy of God who hates God and everything that God loves. So there's an enemy of God that hates you and me. And we have to remember that. And so Joshua understands this battle better than any and he wants to help them prepare for his departure and so he's setting it up basically he is setting it up for his uh for his farewell and we should think about our setup to our farewell of this world because we are just tashivan we are just sojourners this is not our home and what are we doing to prepare for that reunion with the one that we pray to, the one whose book we read? We're reading his story. And this is about the great and living God, the Almighty One, the Holy One of Israel that this book is all about. And we even throughout this story is people. And story is not so much about the people, but a God that is interacting and in control of a world that is out of control. That the way the earth spins, the physics, the biology of this world and things like that has set up for man to be able to be successful. But when we violate it, when we rebel against God's design, there are tremendous consequences. And sometimes... We don't see the consequences. At first, it seems like, oh, this this no big deal. So you think about um, what is marriage? Marriage is between a man and a woman. It's not supposed to be a man having multiple wives. It's not a. It's not a, supposed to be about. Well, we'll try it out, and then if it doesn't work out with this person, I'll try it with that person. 
That's all wrong. Just as homosexuality, a marriage between man and a man is not marriage in God's eyes, or a woman and a woman is not marriage in God's eyes. So when we rebel against God, we deny truth, the biology that you are either male or that you are female. That is rebellion to God. But the consequences, sometimes we don't recognize the enemy that we're allowing to live in our city and now allowing to live in our house. And I'm not talking about the individual, but the rebellion against God. I'm talking about the rebellion against God that we are allowing to live in our cities, within our gates, and maybe even in our homes. Those consequences, we cannot control the outcome of whatsoever. And they will come. They are coming. They have arrived. And we live in crazy times. But one day we will go home. And if you are, if you are his, the moment you leave here, you will be home with him. God bless you. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.